Welcome back to Ryan and Jay's Original Holiday Hour. Our hope, you're already drunk. Unless you're hearing this in the... Well, no, I was going to say unless you're hearing this in the morning, but... It's a holiday. It's all bets are on. You're an eggnog guy? Oh. I got really serious there, didn't I? You're an eggnog guy? I saw... You got a a truckload of it? I saw a very popular political pundit, I can't name him, talking about how much he doesn't understand eggnog on Twitter the other day. Is he a communist? Um, I don't want to use... I don't want to use it's the holidays. Okay. He's not a communist. You don't want to be political? I don't want to get political. Holiday um eggnog is massive at my house. My wife makes um homemade eggnog every year. Okay, I that's what I have to ask though. I love her. I love your wife. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. But she like that's a lot of effort. Yep. Like you know you can just get that stuff at Becker's. Yeah. Is Becker's still around? I don't think so. Oh. But you can also get yeah, you can get it everywhere. But it's um three dollars. I don't want to cast judgment. If you want to drink eggnog from the store, so be it. What does that mean? It means I'm going to bring in some of my eggnog after the holidays. <laughs> I see what you mean. Um, okay, but if you put enough rum in it, then no. it's just... No, there's no... There's no. There, you think there's a big difference between oh, yeah. r- fresh eggnog yeah. and cartoned eggnog? Yeah. Like, what's the difference? Taste. It just tastes better? Oh, yeah. There's just, like, it's night and day. But I throw rum and cinnamon in my eggnog, uh-huh. some nutmeg. I got all sorts of things. You know what? Around. I mean, maybe for me it's just it's just a homespun thing. Okay. But I, there's two things when I think of eggnog every year. I think of my wife's eggnog, and I think of um, there was a year where my dad and I lived together when he was going from wife two to wife three in between those two. And um, him was and there I a lived, wife four? Uh, no, okay. but there was a woman that he had a child with before oh. wife three. Okay. Which would be my little brother, who's um, a year older than my son Ashton, son, my son Dustin, which makes him his uncle. So it's always fun when they two get together because he's always like, "You call me uncle." Dustin's like, "Man, I'm not calling you uncle." <laughs> him, they, they look like brothers. They look like brothers. Um, the holiday season. So, anyways, um, well, my dad and I you live know, this together. This is a podcast, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's going to go on the actual radio. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. This is the most original holiday special hour the of most all holiday, time. Original holiday hour. That's what we're doing. Okay. So um, I got a shooter machine for, for Christmas one year. Oh, did people call you Shooter McGavin? <laughs> my, my dad and I were living together, and I remember it started out with, we were like, it was like creme de mint and creme Ugh. de cocoa, and then this and then that, and then, then it became, and at the end of it, it was rum and eggnog shooters. So it's like, rum and eggnog. Call me naive, but I don't know, I don't know what a shooter machine is. Um, it's basically a, um, you know how you, you make a shooter? I, I do. This would allow you to make four at once. Like a ski? It had, like a ski. It had a tray at the bottom. You put the glasses in and you put a thing on the top and then you just layered in the booze. Like, roop, roop, roop. Wow, you're so good with your visuals today. It'd be a three-layer shot. Okay. But yeah, they started out like being like really like we're sophisticated and then it just became a mess. A boozy mess. Yeah, but I'll never, it's a pleasant memory. Some good holiday memories you have. Good holiday memories. All right, I want to talk about some of the things that happened this year. Why? Uh, well, because I'm I think that people would like to know where we stand in retrospect. Um, you could go. I don't. Let me do this because I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear me talking about how I saw the election that happened. Uh huh. I want to know how you saw the election because you're not somebody who typically. I don't want to say follows Votes. these things because you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Cher, how am I voting this year? Um, don't right. feel that. Don't feel that. Uh, but, you know, you're somebody who's newer to following it so closely. Yeah. And we were talking about it almost every single day. I would argue that even with the SNC-Lavalin thing, mm-hmm. we were watching this 
before the election even started, that federal politics dominated our show in the latter half. So now you look back on it. Yeah. We have the same prime minister, different setting. What yep. do you see? It's really interesting coming from the background that I come from, which was not being super political and working in FM radio. It almost feels, in retrospect, now that I work in, in news talk, it's almost like FM radio and the FM radio world and, and the people that populate it, as well as the people that listen to it, they're the internet, okay? News talk and the people that listen to News Talk 1010 are the dark web. They're the people that really know the stuff that's going on, the underbelly of everything. Interesting. Whereas uh, you can, like, I, I heard this on a, a different radio station in, in town earlier this week, and they were saying, um, no question was off the table for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau today on his year-end appearance on breakfast television. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was hard-hitting. You know, what was it like? Um, where are your socks from, Mr. Prime Minister? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm used to is that sort of fluff world of politics. Now, had you, heard, you, just... that, had you heard that before you got to the radio station? Now, you've been here three years now, yeah. so you're like almost a veteran. But had you heard that back in the day, you would have thought, what? Oh, they probably asked him some hard-hitting questions. Nothing was off the table. Yeah, because I, I, would, never have, I would never have really dipped into the water. Yeah. And it, and it never ceases to amaze me just how little people actually really know about politics. Because I was one of those people that just didn't—I just wasn't political. I just didn't care. Okay. I just thought that everybody was going to screw us no matter what. The budget was always going to be the budget. The deficit would always be the deficit. This guy, look at this guy. He likes to take selfies with people. And— um, He's uh, because it's 2019, this guy, and he's, he's good looking and he's got a heritage, so he must be great. And I think everybody wanted him to be great. And I'm sure he wanted to be great. And then he found out what the job was really like when he got there. And it is what it is now. But now that I see the day to day, it's a really interesting sort of dance to see to see happen, to, to mm -hmm. watch happen. So as far as watching the election unfold, I probably looked at this one a little bit differently than I did before. And it was probably just as frustrating as it was before, um, as far as me thinking nothing would really change, except now I knew a little bit more about why it wasn't going to. So you were a little more informed as to why that change wasn't going to come. Yes. The change going to come. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about people, though, uh -huh. because we talk to a lot of voters in many different parts of the country, in many different parts of the city and province. Did anything surprise you from what you heard from them, the people that we talked to, whether it's the text board, whether it's the phone calls? Did you get? Did you look and say, "Oh," or or hear something and say, oh, "That's interesting," or I didn't know there were so many people that were this fed up or frustrated or in love with the prime minister or so forgiving when it came to something like the blackface or any of those. Sure. Things. Oh yeah, I, I could not believe. I could not believe um, how easily people of color forgave Justin Trudeau. And I don't know. I don't know. You call it white guilt. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But I was really surprised that the guy got a pass. So whatever that meant, that's what it meant. That's one thing that surprised me. Another thing that didn't necessarily surprise me, and I kind of went, yeah, that's kind of the way it works, and we talked about this on the show, was um, we were, I was watching CTV News at noon one day, and they were out doing streeters, and they were talking to some, some girl, and she was in her 20s, and they said, so how's this going to work at the end of the day? And she said, well, you know, I'll probably just vote the way my friends vote. And I think that's the way that's the A way lot it of works people lot. do it. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk to you about, because you're an interesting mind to – to kind of pick in this situation and circumstance because you've been around some pretty high-profile, famous celebrity personalities. I would make the argument that largely politics has become, because of the offshoot from the world of Hollywood and celebrity, has become a cult of personality in its own right, where we used to care about people like Stephen Harper that were very buttoned up, very dad-like, 
didn't have much of an outgoing personality. Justin Trudeau, for wrong or right, changed that a little bit. Yeah, he really did. And then you had a guy like Andrew Scheer come out, and he was a little bit more of that old-world Stephen Harper style. I said very early on, and you can attest to this, probably well before the, the summer even started, that this was not the right guy for the job, that people weren't going to warm up to him. He wasn't ready for prime time. He wasn't. And I said that based on the fact that the landscape has changed. People care more yeah. about that cult of personality than ever before. Jugmeet Singh. Jugmeet Singh. That's a great example. Home run. Home run. And he kind of resonated with you. He definitely re- I think he did, didn't just resonate with me. I think he resonated with, uh, with, with a lot of people. And some of the things that he did to resonate were obviously that he was a little bit more plugged into social media than the average candidate. And he had that genuine affection for his parents. And I don't You're think about the airline when they were on yeah, the airplane they're, they're and he's showing them the... the seats and he's like, because he's basically looking at the camera. He's like, mom and dad, am I right? And if that doesn't resonate with everybody in Canada, what would? Because if you're a guy, if you're a person that's put off by a guy with a beard and a turban, and then you see a, a, someone that goes, "Yeah, it's my mom, and my dad," and they're, they're they're a little bit embarrassed, but also very proud, you're like, "Okay, that's me. I see myself in that person." He's also the first political leader to embrace things like TikTok, for example. Yeah, and I think that's a big deal going forward. If you not I, just the not just the the second Kesha single, we're talking about the social media platform. Which was the first one? Uh, wake up in the morning, brush my teeth with a bottle, bottle of Jack. Jack. Oh yeah, that's good. I like that song. Yeah, I, I know it. I, I hurt my head right now. Right now. Don't stop. That was TikTok? No. It was TikTok? That, that was TikTok. TikTok. There you TikTok. Go. I'm on top of things more than I know I was. I interviewed her, and she came in, and she looked exactly like you expected her to look like, and she smelled like booze. Really? Yeah. And we did our picture, and you, you, you put your arm around each other, and I'm like, this is exactly what I thought this would be like. <laughs> she was great. What did you smell like? Probably booze. <laughs> Maybe I was smelling myself. But I guess that's my long way of saying, you know, this is my breath blowing back at me again. This is my long way of saying, I think if you're a leader going into the next election, yep. those are mandatory things. Absolutely. TikTok, super, super tuned in on Instagram, yep. whatever the next TikTok is, you've got to be on top of all of those things. I also think that we're starting to see this in our industry as well as in, in, as in politics is that old guard is sort of changing mm-hmm. over. Yeah. It's time for, for new, it's time for fresh blood, it's time to time to almost blow up the, the system a little bit. And that brings us to what I want to talk about next, and we'll do that in just a matter of moments as the original Holiday Supreme special program... Original Holiday Hour. Oh. As Con- that conti- continues? Continues? It's, it's next. next. Is it next? Yeah, we'll We're going to go... It's uh, coming up. Again. Coming up? Sure. It's coming up on that thing that he just said. Next?